0: Love Talk Radio. <laughs> okay, you're live on the air.
1: Oh.
2: And one of you says to them, depart in peace, be warm and fear, but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body. What does it profit? Thus also faith by itself. If it does not have works, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works, and I will show you my faith. By my works. You believe that there is one God. You do well. Even the demons believe. And tremble. But do not want to know. O oh foolish man. That faith without works is dead. Was not Abraham our father. Justified by works. When he offered his son. On the altar. Do you see that faith. Was working together with his works. And by works. Faith was made
1: perfect.
2: It was fulfilled, which says, Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. You see, then, that a man is justified by works and not by faith only, likewise was not Rahab, the harlot, also justified by work, when she received the messengers and sent them out another way. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. <laughs> My message today is, are you betting on the wrong horse? Faith without works. Is there? Are you betting on the wrong voice? Oh, gracious and blessing Father God, guide us this morning, that I may help someone, some soul be closer to use me, Lord, this morning. The author of this epistle identifies himself as James, a bond servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's a how-to-do book, and it explains how things are done. With helpful pointers and colorful illustrations, it's a how-to-do book of the Christian life. It is one of the most
1: practical
2: books of the New Testament because it offers instruction and exhortation to Christians who are experiencing problems as all. Exhortation just simply means to urge, to push, to encourage. In these days, all you hear about is something negative. The price of food, the price of gas, everything costs so much. It seems as though everything is going up in cost. Everything but your pay. Man will figure out a way that if you have $100 left over, he's going to try and take it from you. Then on top of all of it, you have this one or that one talking about you, spreading rumors on you like you weren't going through enough already. Don't let it get you down. The Bible says in Matthew 11 and 28, come to me, all you who are laboring and heavy laden and I will give you rest. We have to have faith and trust in Jesus. But you see, some people aren't strong as others. I walked in the store the other day and I looked along the wall and all I saw was people playing the slot machines, and they were focused. Their eyes were set on the machine. When I looked in their faces, all I saw was despair, stress. All I saw was hope, hoping on a way out, a way out of their trials and tribulations. See, it draws you in. And you can't look down on them. They're brothers and sisters in Christ. They've just gotten caught up. See, life's burdens being talked about. slander and the past. I'm glad I'm not talking about church folk. See, church folk know that all you have to do is lean on Jesus. Matthew 11, 29 and 30 says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lonely and humble. And you will find rest for your soul, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. When I was in the store looking at their faces, I glanced up at the top of the machine and, I saw horses racist, and my soul cried out, are you betting on the right hoops instead of trusting in Jesus? I was on my way to work the other day. It was around 4.30 in the morning. I stopped by the store, and people were sitting at the machine. There was a lady there, he was in a house trodden, slippers, with a scarf on her head. He spoke and said, I should be home, but I can't sleep. Stress and the staff had her up in the wee hours of the morning. The same stress that should have put her on bended knees. But isn't that what we do as Christians? We let stress and despair get us now, instead of leaning on the word. James one two through four says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters. Whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. The keys are your betting on the wrong books. Faith without works is dead. I pulled up another morning and I saw a man that I knew. He had gotten an early start on the machine and he told me I should be home right now. My wife, she doesn't even know I'm up here. See, he, he's trying to figure aware. The Bible says in Jeremiah 17, 7 through 8, but blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. His confidence is in him. He'll be like a tree planted by the waters and sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes, it leaves. And his knees are always green. Again, the key is, are you betting on the wrong course? Faith without works is dead. You see, there's so many things in life that can get you distressed, caught up, or even captivated. It can lead you down a long road, a dark road of despair. And before you know it, life has passed us by. And you've
1: forgotten
2: about Jesus. It wasn't your intentions, but you got caught up. We've forgotten about Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, because your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all
1: understanding
2: will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ. Are you betting on the wrong horse? My nephew and I was traveling the other day and we stopped by the store. When we walked in the store, I walked over to the ATM machine. When I got there, there was a man laying lifeless in the floor. I walked over to the man in the floor, and the store owner was standing over top. The lady that worked the register was standing Beside him, he had fallen in the floor as he was sitting at the slot machine. There was a lady still sitting in the slot machine right beside. Him. So when I walked up to him, I looked at him, and the man was lifeless, eyes set and turning blue. I asked the store owner, what happened? They said he just snuck over the machine and, and fell in the floor. I leaned down on bended knees and I put my hand at his neck trying to feel for a pulse. I, I grabbed his wrist and I, I tried to feel for a pulse, put my ear his mouth and there was no air coming in nor going out. I sit back and I said how long has this man been laying in the floor? They said he's been here for about five minutes. I said call 911. They said we all ready to do CPR in just compressions. I start pumping on the man's chest and as I pumped it, nothing was happening. I would slap the man's chest and of his chest and give more chest compressions. I sit back and I kept pumping on the man's chest and the lady got from the side the machine and she got down on, on bending knees. I said, ma'am, who are you? She said, I'm his wife. And I looked at her as I performed CPR. I said, what's his name? And she said, his name is Ray. I said, ma'am, not my name, but what is his name? She said, his name is Ray, and it it gave me pause, but I kept on pumping on his chest. and I sit back, and I told her to talk to him, proceeded to give him CPR, calling out Ray. Don't leave me. Stay with me now. And I kept pumping on his chest, and the wife proceeded to talk to him, And after performing TPR for about two minutes, the man took a deep breath. And as if he'd been underwater for five or so minutes, and once he took the deep breath and let it out, I said, give me another one. Give me another one, Ray. And after about a minute later,
3: he took another. I kept on pumping on his chest, and I said, oh, my God, is still alive in the well. I continued to work on the man. He kept on trying to suck it in out and blowing it back out, and I just kept talking to him. Don't leave me ready. Stay with me now, but you can't tell me how good God is calling the name Ray, and all I could think about was how many times in my life I was down and caught up in despair. But Jesus, Jesus called, my name, 1 Peter 5, 6, and 7 says, humble yourselves. Therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in new
2: time and cast all your anxieties on him because he
3: cares to you. The hominants got there. They pick, Cray up and, and put him on a gyne. And all I can say was, how
2: good God is. I'm not going the
3: bet on the wrong horse. See, Ray, Ray had got caught up in life's despair. Ray had got caught up in the trials and tribulations of life. But I'm I'm not going to bet on the wrong horse. I'm going to surrender my life to Jesus, the name of every name. When I sit back
2: and think about what the Lord, has done for me when trials come. Psalms 9, 9 and 10, the Lord is a refuge for the oppressed, a stronghold,
3: times of troubles. Those who know your name, trust in you, for you, Lord, have never forsaken those who seek you. Faith, without works, is dead. Trust in Jesus, the one who fought, led, and died, so that
2: you and I can have a right to the tree of the life. Psalms 103, praise the Lord, O oh my soul, all oh my inmost being, Praise his holy name, praise the Lord, O oh my soul, and forgive not all his benefits
3: despair may come and we may get worn down isaiah 40 30 and 31
2: says even youth grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall but those who hope in the lord will renew will renew their strength they will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Faith without lips is dead. Don't worry about the trouble of life. Don't you bet on the wrong horse. Depend and count on Jesus. That's all you have to do. Psalms 91, the saint abiding in the presence of God. It reads, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in him. I will trust, I will trust in the Lord all the days of my life. In the Lord I will dwell, and in the Lord I will trust. Life itself will bear you down. Don't let life get you. Don't let the burden. Get you don't let despair get you trust in God he will never leave you nor forsake you. all you have to do
1: is trust
2: in God we go through trials and tribulations in life but for every child and for every tribulation, it makes you strong. It builds your faith. Because faith without work is there. The question is, are you betting on the wrong horse? Trust in Jesus all the days of your life. He'll be there for you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Now everyone go in your secret carpet. Open your hearts to God and the Lord and repeat after me. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you forth before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to god our savior who alone is one be glory and majesty dominion and power now and forevermore that all the saints of god amen Amen and amen. Thank you this morning for allowing me, allowing me to get closer to Christ. May
4: heaven smile upon you and may God's grace rest on you. Amen. Amen. amen.
0: to 8 o'clock p.m., and again on Sundays from 8.30 a.m. until 10 o'clock. Truly, we were blessed by the word today with Reverend Ray Lucas. We thank God for Reverend Ray Lucas out of Virginia. God bless you. You're listening to the Fireful Ministry broadcast. I'm your host, Apostle Margie Mercer, and let's get back into one more time. That beautiful song by Dottie Peoples and the choir, amen. peoples, God bless you again, and let us listen to Apostle Alexander Lockney at this time. You're listening to the five-fold ministry broadcast. Amen.
2: And an
4: honor to come to you this afternoon and behalf half of the word of God, thanking you for the holiday season. We pray that it is well with you. And if not, we pray that God will make you well. So he's had the ability to do so. So we just thank God for this opportunity. Uh, to come and minister words to your listeners. This afternoon, we just want to thank God for, uh, for the
1: Apostle
4: uh, Margie for uh, allowing this opportunity to be for God using her, to allow us to have this opportunity to be able to minister until you go without God using her. We could not do it. The Bible said, I give you a favor. I'm saying, God, man, you know, so many the people, they want to talk all about what they, what they are in God, how they believe in God. And, body, this, and God's that, but man can't tell them nothing. When it comes down to man, they want to close their ears. Like, if God can't use man, then God can't use. You can't be blessed by God the way he's going to be blessed.
1: And he can't work out his will
4: He your life without using man. But well, he said, I give you a favor in the sight of God and man. So we thank God for people because we need people. They're hardly seated. I'll, I encourage you, don't, don't be to yourself. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Just thinking about love. It's about loving one another. It's about fellowship with one another. The Bible forget not to assemble ourselves together. When we get saved and we get selfish, we forget that we one time were lost, and we 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 we, we, we ourselves, and we 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 overlook family members and different ones who don't know the Lord because they they ignore us or, or we feel embarrassed by them, or we feel like that that they're we're out of place when we're around them, but they need your love holiday season, they need you not only to tell them about Jesus, they need to show that Jesus is on the inside of you and make their holiday season a blessing. That loved one you keep ignoring, you just see them coming, you turn and go the other way because you're afraid they are going to ask for some drug money or alcohol money or, or money to do something they ain't got no business doing because they don't know Jesus. But a little love goes a long way. Maybe you change your attitude. So if you be more positive toward them, God can reach them. God can talk to them. I, God is going to talk through you to them and you running from them every time you see them. So we need to change our attitude. So we thank God. This even we want to talk about change. C-H-A-N-G-E change. We want to talk about you, your change. And I, I, I want to talk about myself with the, if the Jesus you have is not changing you then you need to change your Jesus. Listen to what I said again. If the Jesus that you have, that you serve, if you say you've been born again, is not saving you, then you need to change your Jesus. It is impossible for any person, anyone, boy, girl, man, or woman, if you're old enough and have the uh uh the knowledge, you know Jesus as your Lord is saying and you say you've been born again and you've been born again for a number of days for a while and you have not changed, then you, Mr. tomorrow. you don't grab the wrong Jesus. You don't not hold the wrong spirit because it's impossible for so Jesus to be in your life, and you stay the same. Oh, it's it's, a, it, it, it's an edible for you to not be saying God's going to change you. you you're going to change because change is on the inside of you. It, it's like blowing air into a balloon. It's impossible for a balloon not to blow up if you blow air in it. That balloon got to change. That balloon got to get bigger and bigger because you're blowing more and more air in it. When God come into your life through his son, Christ Jesus, you are going to change. But we're living in a generation of people that talk talking about they've been saved. They've been born again, Holy Ghost, still, and find out past. From the pulpit to the congregation, and acting crazy, acting like, the actin like they don't love them, acting like there ain't no Jesus on the inside them. Ain't no more change and them, than the change it would when it first got saved. You cannot claim Jesus and not change. The Bible said, if you name the name of Christ, ought you not walk like him, talk like him, act like him? You said you've been born again. You said that God has saved you. You've been washed in the blood of the lamb, and you still doing the same thing. you have still been mischievous, you still cursing. you still been scandalous. I ain't talking about every nine years. you doing it all the time. It's a lifestyle. You really have not changed. You, you, you know, you you tell me that you put on, you hit on black, and you told me that you put on white, and then you, you come out the house with black on. That ain't a change. If you had put on white, then you should have had a white sweater on when you came out and not a black sweater. We got people saying they changed and still wearing not the same thing. You cannot call the name of Christ and, and see the God in your life if you have not changed. The Bible says the old thing passed away, the whole old thing, because the same God that changed me, and I knew I was in a mess. When he said me approved in 1979, I did not know God and did not want to know no God. I not know it. I didn't have no mindset to know no God. I didn't want to know. But the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost drew me. The Holy Ghost convicted me. The Holy Ghost called me to come and accept Jesus as my Lord. And when he did. He's been changing me ever since then. I've been changing from one grade into another, laying down one thing after another, changing one thing after another, stopping one thing after another. The doctors are we out here waking that seeing so he's us sent you. All, or the world. The world heard something about a change and we ain't changed. We're looking at them. We still going to the club with them. We still out there smoking dope with them. We still out there drinking liquor with them. We still out there running around having sexual affairs with them. We still we we feel we're living a life of seriousness and adulterousness, and fornication and yet we claim the name of Christ. It's time that we change. It's time that we allow those Jesus that we see on the inside of us to change us. And look what the symptoms is. The said, if that Jesus that you got is not keeping you holy and not changed you. It's not calling you to hold a holy and clean hand. The Bible says you ain't got nothing else to look forward to. Because he ain't coming again. He's not going down the cross no more. He's not going to come back with man to put their hands on him no more. The sacrifice he made is enough. And if the sacrifice that Jesus made ain't enough to keep you holy, ain't enough to cause you to walk upright and have clean hands, then there's nothing left but a terrible await of
1: judgment. That means there ain't nothing else you can wait for but to judge with the judgment of God when it all over
4: with the you. And you did not allow. The blood of Jesus to cleanse you, to sanctify you, to set you apart as God would have you do. So we're going to go into the script. I just want to share. We're talking about change tonight. Remember I said, if the Jesus you got hasn't changed you, it ain't starting to change you, you need to change your Jesus. You got the wrong one because this Jesus will change you. You can't help but change. You can't help. The way in the of either, but said, because if grace will do it,
1: if grace is powerful, if grace is sufficient, if grace will break every habit,
4: break every stronghold, oh, I'm excited about it. So this holiday season, God wants the church to come back to where it's supposed to be, because the church is out there acting like the world. The Bible says, we can't tell the difference between the world and the church because the world acting so much like the church. The world wanna bring the world wanna bring the church into the church. The church wanna bring the world into the church. Uh, and because they're saying people don't want to come to church, so they're trying to bring the world into the church so that maybe that would encourage people to come. But that is not the answer. But the club don't the club, the world don't bring the church into the world. So why are we gonna bring the world into the church? If they don't want to accept Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior, they're going to be lost. My grandma had to do it. My grandpa, great great grandpa had to do it. Your great grandma, your great grandpa, your ancestors had to accept Jesus Christ. He's the same one Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob served. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He's the same God. He's after the man. he's the beginning and the end. And if we don't accept Him for just what He is, we're going to be lost. Hebrew Hebrews 13 and 8, said, Jesus is the same yesterday and today and forever. And that's the way we have to be. When he comes into our life, he comes to make us to be sane. Some people, you don't know how to talk, but you don't know where to call them in the morning or not. Because one morning, they want to win another one is up. I've heard people me I don't know where to call or not, because you might curse me out of I don't know what she's going to say. But when you've been born again, you don't act like that from morning to morning to change it. The Bible says God knows the way of a righteous man. But see, God knows when you're righteous, when you save, saved, when you've been born again. God knows in the morning what you're going to do. He knows you're going to get up and give his name a praise. He knows you're going to get up and pray. He knows you're going to get up and acknowledge him before you start out your day. God knows that because you belong to him. But you don't know what a wicked man is going to do. A wicked man might get up cussing. He might get up fuzzy. He might get up fighting. Uh, you, know, he, he, you know what I'm saying? He, 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 he might get up and uh, commit adultery. Or 40 he don't know what he's going to do because he ain't led by God. It's mine. It's my government, my God. So we don't know what to do, but God knows what you're going to do because you've been born again, and you belong to him. And if you've been born again, change is going to come. From day to day, from week to week, from month to month, you're going to become sanctified. The Bible said when you was in the world, you went from iniquity to iniquity. But now that you're in Christ Jesus, you're going to go from righteousness and the holiness. Oh, yeah,
1: it's like being in the military. You start out as a, and, and, and a staff sergeant,
4: and then you go on up the rank. I don't know what all the ranks are, but you go on up the rank to be a, a, a you know, a sergeant, or 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 or, or a lieutenant, or a or colonel, or a major. You go on up the rank, and then, and you rank for one to so the it is in grace. The Bible says we broke in grace. You're supposed to grow in grace, and you grow in grace. The Bible said God gives grace. Listen, the Bible said God gives grace according to the message of Christ. Do you not know when you get born? Saying you don't get all Christ, you don't get the fullness of Christ. It comes by measurement, and the more Christ you get, the more grace you're going to get. And the nobody said about grace, grace is sufficient. So we need to get more Christ in our lives by fasting, by praying, by reading the Word, by seeking the face of God. That He might give us more of the, of, of the precious blood of Jesus, and that we get more of the precious blood of Jesus, we will walk like a Christian, talk like a Christian, act like a Christian. God does not change; we should not change. If we're holy today, we should be holy tomorrow. If we're righteous today, we should be righteous tomorrow. If we're sincere today, we should be sincere tomorrow. For so God needs this straight trait in order to win the world. Jeremiah 29:11 says, "For I know the plan." I have for you. See when God changes you, he, when God changed you and, and get your attention and change you and give you a, a new name and give you a new a new uh, a new spirit. He had plans for you. He didn't just say he didn't just say you so you could be saved. He said you were a plan. And Jeremiah said, And for I know the plans I have for you, declared the Lord. Plan well plan for your welfare and not for evil to give you a future and not a, a hope. You see what I'm saying? To give you a future and a hope. God, he changed you. Know, he change
1: you to let you eat the good of the land, because you belong to him now. You are, you are a child of God. So the benefits of God is yours,
4: because you are a child of God. He said we hold no good thing but them that walk up right before him. You belong to God now. You know? And if I was sin,
1: it is his will. It's about it, it see good pleasure that you eat the good man. God so want you to-